You are Locked On Chargers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, you guys, today is the day. It's Crossover Thursday presented by Prize Picks. And you, you have the Locked On Chargers and the Locked On Chiefs on today's show. And I'm here with Chris Clark to get into this one. It's going to be a great matchup on Sunday Night Football. We hope because it's going to be a big one. But make sure you guys are following the Locked On Chargers podcast and the Locked On Chiefs podcast wherever you get your podcast from. Your team every day available Monday through Friday, always for free. And always make sure you're subscribing to the YouTube channels as well. If you want to make sure you're getting all the visual content too. But thank you guys for checking out the show today. Chris, we got a big one, man. It's another Sunday Night Football. It's Chargers, Chiefs. And I mean, there's a ton of parody in the NFL, but it seems like when these two teams get together, fireworks always happen. They do. And that's going to be a big storyline going into this game. I think that this is going to be a fantastic game. And there's a lot of things coming from the Chargers side that makes me think that they're maybe going to be healthier than what they've been in several weeks. And if that ends up being the case, that's going to be a big problem for Kansas City. And unfortunately for the Chargers, it's crazy. I've covered them so long, and now it's like this somehow is the most injured I think I've ever seen them. But we will be getting into the biggest storylines for this game for the Chargers. It's always health. And I think for the Chargers, it's, hey, can you slow Mahomes down again? Because they've done a good job of it. They've kept these games close. They're going to need to do it again this week. And we're also going to get into the biggest matchups from this game. Travis Kelsey versus Derwin James is always the one that comes to my mind in this. And then we'll get into our game predictions as well. But Crossover Thursday, as always, is presented by our friends at Prize Picks. Prize Picks is so much fun, it's easy to play. No competing with other players, just you versus the projections available. Pick two to five players, and if they score more or less than their Prize Picks projections, you win up to 10 times your money on your entry. It can literally take less than 60 seconds to enter. It's that easy. We love Prize Picks, and we know that you guys will too. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code locked on. It's prizepicks.com. Promo code locked on. All right, Chris, well, let's get into this one. It's a big one. And when you're looking at the biggest storylines for two teams that always have a lot of storylines and the two teams that have kind of separated themselves in the AFC West, thank God we're not covering the Broncos and the Raiders, right? That's always nice. But for this one, what do you think is the biggest storyline going in? Well, for me, it's got to be the health of the Chiefs. And I say that and I I feel like it's almost tongue in cheek. So I apologize because I know health is always your storyline. Chargers fans rolling their eyes everywhere. Yeah. (laughs) Well, but for Kansas City right now, like literally it was just announced. We're recording this on Wednesday for the Thursday show, obviously. So uh, it was announced that Kansas City had their starting three wide receivers out of practice today. That's a problem. That's huge. Yeah. Uh, you know, you, we knew that Juju was going to be out of practice with a concussion. Uh, Michael Hardman is still out of practice with an abdominal issue. I don't know what that is. And MBS was out with an illness. So maybe they get MBS back for this game, but he hasn't been one of those guys that's been getting the offense going. That's been Juju. So, uh, but it doesn't seem like Juju is going to be getting anywhere in the concussion protocol and he may be out this week. And if, if they are missing him, that is a big loss for the chiefs offense. And without McCall Hardman, I mean, yeah, you've got Kadarius Tony, yeah, you've got, uh, you know, Watson, and you've got Sky Moore, but those are not the same guys as what is what your top three are. So that's a big problem. Hundred yeah. percent. I mean, yeah, and you're you're you know relying on a rookie more and Sky Moore, and you have other guys like Kadarius Tony who just got here. Obviously, a pretty impressive debut, an insane catch on the sideline, literally adjusting his gloves and then going up to make that sideline catch. Was <laughs> that was great, wasn't it? Oh my god! I just like okay, so the Chiefs have another guy. Cool. That's always fun to talk about. And for the Chargers, yeah, I mean, they know a lot about missing their top receivers. And that is, again, going to be a huge storyline in this one because this is 
the week where it's realistic that you could get one of these two top guys back. Keenan Allen and Mike Williams both returned to practice in a limited capacity on Wednesday. And I'm more favorable towards Mike Williams playing than I am Keenan Allen because Keenan Allen has been a saga. Right? He got hurt the first game of the season against the Las Vegas Raiders, tried to come back week four against the Texans, re-aggravated the injury, came back against the Seahawks with the bye week on the horizon. They maybe tried to rush him back a little bit. Re-injures himself during the bye week. The Chargers got less healthy during the bye week, probably the only team ever. And then you have, you know, this, and then he's out the since Chargers. then, right? Yeah, only the Chargers, of course. But that is huge because I think for this game, I mean, the Chargers don't want this to turn into a shootout depending on who they have available, but it's not just those top two guys either. You're missing Gerald Everett potentially. All three of those guys are going to be questionable going into this one. And if there's one thing that you saw last week, one of many things that went wrong for the Chargers in the second half where they got blanked and goose-egged by the 49ers was they lost Gerald Everett, right? And that was one of their top three playmakers at that point. They had Josh Palmer, Austin Eckler, and Gerald Everett as their top three playmakers. The Chargers backup tight end Donald Parham is already on injured reserve. So you're going to your third string guy in Trey McKitty, who was a blocking tight end coming out of Georgia. Just not ready to get those meaningful snaps yet for this offense. And he showed that. He dropped a 35-yard touchdown pass in the last game. So... For the Chargers, I mean, especially if they're going to have to keep up, which I think they will. I mean, getting one of those guys back, especially Mike Williams back, who we'll talk about in the biggest matchups, because I do think he's going to play, is going to be huge because that changes everything. I mean, Justin Herbert has been playing great the last couple of weeks, even without his weapons. But I think you you saw it last week. Like, if you don't have those guys, there's certain teams you're just not going to be able to keep up with. Yeah, and I'm really curious to see if Mike Williams plays because he – almost single-handedly got the Chargers to win in Kansas City. <laughs> I was there for that game. That was that was brutal to watch. Uh, and the thing that I'm, I'm very curious about, and I'm not trying to say I th- expect he's going to shut him down, so I want to be very clear on that. Sure. But the thing I am curious about is Mike Williams presents such a hard matchup because it is his height, yeah, his, his size. size. Yeah. It, it's so hard. But now Kansas City has a guy in Joshua Williams who's playing, and he's playing pretty well. Yes, he's a rookie. Yes, he's going to get beat, and I get that. But he can actually somewhat match up size-wise. It's a question of whether or not he can compete with Mike Williams. And again, I'm not trying to say he's going to shut him down, but when you have somebody that's actually close to that size, that's going to make a big difference. Especially for Mike Williams, who has never created a ton of separation, right? I mean, that his thing is, I am bigger than you. I make contested catches. I think he's the best contested catch guy in the league. uh, I can go up and get the ball. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, being 6'4", obviously helps with that a lot. But for me, the biggest storyline besides that is just if the Chargers can slow down Mahomes again, because I go into a lot of these Chiefs matchups and I'm just like, I don't know how the Chargers keep up. Because to me, if the Chiefs get on a roll like they did against the 49ers and they did against the Cardinals as they did against the Buccaneers, I think it's over for the Chargers. I don't know if they have enough firepower to keep up. But Brandon Steely has been able to at least slow Patrick Mahomes down a little bit in some of these games. And I think you need that if you want to stay in it. I mean, the last game he throws for, you know, mid 200s, two touchdowns, 6.7 yards per attempt. But the Chiefs only got 20 points offensively and then got the pick six from Justin Herbert on the, you know, 99-yard pick six. It feels like one of these games could turn into a blowout if the Chargers aren't careful and if they can't keep doing what they have done to be able to at least slow down Mahomes a little bit. And I mean, he's a guy that you're never going to be able to fully stop. You just have to try to contain him. And I think for with all the injuries that the Chargers have right now, they have to slow down the Chiefs a little bit uh, just to just to keep themselves in the game, get to the end of the game, and hope something good happens. I mean, I think that is the game plan for the Chargers. Keep it close, keep it close. Hope you can get those scores at the end of the game like they did last year, right? 
went for it on a bunch of fourth downs last year. The only time they've beaten Patrick Mahomes at full strength, basically, besides the 2018 game, which was nuts. But recently, Brandon Staley's team has only beaten him once, and it was when they were able to slow Kansas City down. They went for a bunch of fourth downs. They kept it close. And at the end of the game, they get an interception off Mahomes, and the Chargers go down and get a game-winning touchdown drive. But that's easier said than done. And there's going to be some big matchups along the way that are probably going to decide whether that can happen. So we're going to get into that coming up after this. I think the biggest matchups, we're going to talk about Mike Williams versus the Kansas City secondary because of what he's been able to do. And then Travis Kelsey versus Derwin James, which is always, I think, the highlight of these matchups when you're talking about one-on-one guys and the things that could decide this game. But I do need to tell you guys about something that's very important to me. And of course, I'm talking about something that always makes my wife smile, and that is BlueNile.com. I'm still used to uh, getting used to having a wife. There's one thing I've been able to hit with 100% certainty. You get something from Blue Nile, you will make your significant other happy. So whether you're looking to pop the question, have a milestone to celebrate, or you want to make your love sparkle, go to BlueNile.com. They can help your celebrations even more memorable. As the online jeweler, Blue Nile offers the largest selection of independently graded diamonds and pieces priced significantly lower than their traditional retailers. Blue Nile has helped millions of couples create the perfect engagement ring. Their easy online tools let you choose the diamond shape, size, clarity, as well as the setting style. And Blue Nile's bench jewelers will then help you handcraft the perfect one-of-a-kind engagement ring. If you need to pop the question, there's only one way to go, and it's Blue Nile. And if you have a picky wife like I do, sorry, Karina, I love you so much, you go to Blue Nile because they will get you exactly what you need. And they have people there that know a lot more about this stuff than I did. So they were able to help me get the perfect moment, set up the perfect moment for my wife. So shop stress-free with the holidays coming up, guys. Blue Nile's 100% satisfaction guarantee is the best. All Blue Nile orders are insured and ship free in a discreet package. And they also offer overnight shipping, which I know we've all been doing some late holiday shopping throughout the years. But make your moment sparkle with Blue Nile. Go to BlueNile.com and use the code LOCKDOWN to save $50 on your purchase of $500 or more. That's B-L-U-E-N-I-L-E.com. Code locked on to save $50 on your purchase of $500 or more. BlueNile.com. Code locked on. I also need to tell you guys about something very close to me. And it's the holiday season, guys. And, you know, getting stuck in Black Friday's crowd sucks. It's super uncomfortable. Shopping Tommy John's Black Friday sale from your couch, super duper comfortable. And if you can shop in your Tommy John's underwear, that's the best way to do it. I mean, that's the way to stay out of the crowd, stay out of the malls. When you give your loved ones Tommy John, they're that much more comfortable so they can do everything better. And it's one of those things where as I've gotten older, used to hate socks, used to hate underwear, right, for Christmas. That's the gift you don't want to see. Tommy John's has changed the game. You're looking for the best pair of underwear possible, the underwear you never have to think anything about. Tommy John's is what's going to get it done because when you're not thinking about your underwear, that's a good thing because that means they're not getting too uncomfortable. They're not riding up. They're not the wrong length. With Tommy John, you're getting the perfect pair of underwear. Every gift is backed by Tommy John's best pair you'll ever wear guaranteed or it's free shop tommy john's black friday sale going on right now and get 30 percent off site-wide at tommyjohn.com slash locked on 30 off everything guys right now at tommyjohn.com slash locked on tommyjohn.com slash locked on see site for details all right back here with this special crossover thursday and one of the crossover thursdays that always delivers you know historically at least recently for the chargers and the chiefs Locked on Chargers here with Daniel Wade, and we also have Chris Clark from Locked on Chiefs going into this matchup. And I want to get into some of the best matchups of this matchup. And to me, it always starts, Chris, with Derwin James versus Travis Kelsey. I don't think there's a player out there that can eliminate, you know, Travis Kelsey from a game plan. Don't think that player exists yet as, you know, the evolution of the NFL and these super freak athletes get out there and guys are doing crazy stuff. I don't think it exists. But 
Derwin James, I think, is the closest thing to that dude because he's physical enough to bring him down. We had that all-time moment in the first matchup this year, right? The pile driver moment near the goal line where it looked like Travis Kelsey was going to coast into the end zone. Derwin James picks him up, puts him on his back. And that's huge for the Chargers because especially with those guys you're talking about injured, right? All the injuries to the wide receivers that the Chiefs have. You're going to probably see a lot of targets for someone like Travis Kelsey in this one. And Derwin James is probably going to get a lot of Travis Kelsey in this one. You know, honestly, I wonder, uh, this is a huge matchup and it's always a good matchup. But I think it takes even more importance because of what you just said. Kansas City is missing so many wide receivers right now. And obviously, we have two more practices before you know the game on Sunday night. And maybe some of those guys are able to go. I really doubt Michael Hardman's going to play just based on the fact that he didn't practice at all last week. I'm guessing he's probably not going to practice at all this week. Uh, the big question is going to be Juju. I think they probably get MVS back. But even if they get MVS back, that's not, that's not a guy that's going to really help you on offense near as much as a guy like Juju would. So the question becomes, right. how big is that matchup with Derwin James and Travis Kelsey? And how much do the Chargers run man defense and put James on Kelsey all the time? Because the reality is, is if you have to start moving the ball around to other guys, you're going to have a question. If MBS plays, okay, yeah, you can throw it to him. Kadarius Tony is going to be a whole new ball game that you guys, uh, the, the whole league is going to have to try to prepare for. No, thank and, you. And I'm not... <laughs> fair enough <laughs> and, and honestly like I, I don't know what to expect right now but watching him play after two games after just two games I'm very excited to see what they can do with him when he gets into the offense and he knows the plays and he knows what's going on I'm very excited to see what they can do with him so yeah. then you got Kadarius Tony you got Sky Moore then it comes down to the rest of the guys then you got tight ends you got you know Jody Fortson is he going to be able to step in and do anything Noah Gray but Travis Kelsey and Derwin James are going to be at the key of everything. Can Derwin James lock him down? Because if he locks him down by himself, then you don't have to double cover Kelsey. And if you're sitting there, and by saying lock down, I'm talking like less than 100 yards, less than right. probably 50 yards. Right. I'm not saying he's not going to lock him down, lock him down. But yeah, Kelsey has a way to get open at all times. And if he's able to stop that that's going to be something that's really going to hurt the Chiefs offense. They're going to have to adjust, and I don't know how they're going to do it. You start looking at the other matchups that are going to be very interesting. Mike Williams is obviously going to be a matchup nightmare. Uh, Kansas City does not have a corner that has played well against him uh, in his years in, in Los Angeles, and that's a problem. So like I said when we were talking about it in the first break, Josh Williams has a little bit more size than any other corner on this roster. Yeah, I'm not expecting him to lock him down. But if you can keep him to under 100 yards and maybe just one touchdown as opposed to two <laughs> or three like he's had in, you know, when he seems to just go off against the Chiefs, you're in a much better position. And a guy like McDuffie is not going to be somebody that you want to put on him because of the size differential. Yeah, 100%. And that is, for whatever reason, Mike Williams gets up for the Kansas City Chiefs games, at least over the last four. I mean, he's averaged over the last four games against the Chiefs, 98 receiving yards and one touchdown about six, seven catches per game in those ones. And they need it <laughs> because the thing yeah. is about Mike Williams is it's not just, Hey, you need that alpha dude back or you need kind of one of those guys who was, you know, a legit number one ish two receiver because the chargers haven't had that since Mike Williams left. Keenan Allen has been a non-factor so far this season for the chargers, which is huge. He's wide receiver one. Mike Williams is wide receiver two. When Mike Williams can garner the attention that he can, when he starts going off, 
That makes Josh Palmer better. That makes DeAndre Carter better. That makes practice squad player Michael Bandy better, right? And that's the the trickle-down effect of getting one of these guys back because Mike Williams is enough to, at least for one week, be your wide receiver one and carry your wide receiving core. Josh Palmer's not that dude yet. DeAndre Carter is not that dude. With the uncertainty regarding, you know, Gerald Everett this week, one of your top four playmakers on offense, with the uncertainty regarding Keenan Allen this week, because Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, I've seen him talk. His body language makes it seem like, hey, he's ready to come back. Seemed like he was ready to come back last week. Keenan Allen, he's already had two setbacks. They're, they're, even if he practices all week, I have no faith that he's going to be able to play in this game. And if he does, I have no faith that he's going to be able to have the burst and things to be a game changer because him working as a decoy against the Seahawks was not good enough. It's just not enough production from that standpoint. I think the Mike Williams things is huge. I think I think Travis Kelsey and Derwin James, and yeah, you talked about locking down. Travis Kelsey went five for 51 in the last game. That's a borderline lockdown performance against Travis Kelsey. The game before that last year when right. the Chiefs won in overtime, when Derwin James got hurt halfway through the game, Derwin James was doing his best to lock up Travis Kelsey in the first half. Travis Kelsey went bonkers in the second half and overtime. He went for 191 yards, guys, in that game and the game-winning touchdown. So those are going to be the matchups that I think ultimately decides this thing. But it's going to be a lot more than that. And, I mean, I think there's a lot of different ways that this game can go. And I think there's a lot of different reasons why this game is so much more important than a regular Week 11 game for a lot of teams going up into this weekend. So coming up next, we're going to get into why this game is so important then we're going to make our final game predictions for this one i don't know who i'm going to go with actually yeah i do so we're going to get into that coming up after this but i do need to tell you guys if you want some action on this game there's only one place to go and that is bet online the official betting sponsor of the locked on podcast network and right now guys the chiefs are a six point favorite against the chargers seems about right to me the over under is at 50 so make sure you guys are checking out our game predictions so you know where you want to go on that right if you're going over Mine is going to be over. The point total for me is going to be over. But the difference with Bet Online is it's not just being able to place your bets, right? Bet Online is your number one source for all betting, sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. You can get the latest odds, trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer to esports, they've got it all at betonline.net. It's not just the final score either, because my favorite part of Bet Online always because I'm a weirdo. I love the prop bets. And in this game, you can bet on anything from which team is going to call the first time out or which team is going to score the longest touchdown, right? You can bet on whatever you want at Bet Online. You can also do live in-game betting to change your fortunes in real time. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at Bet Online as well. The fastest and easiest way to get your betting fixed, guys, is at Bet Online. Bet Online, where the game starts. All right. Before well, we, good. I just want to say before we jump into predictions, you said something about Joe Leverett, and I know he's out this game. And I just want to Maybe point out questionable, questionable. Okay. If he is out for this game, that's a huge loss for the chargers against the Chiefs specifically, not necessarily. And I know he's one of your top playmakers. So I get that overall, but the chiefs have struggled against tight ends and he went off for six catches, 71 yards. And yeah, he was the target on the 99 yard reception and he kind of t- took the playoff a bit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but regardless, he was going off in that game. They were not able to stop him. He, they were continuously going at Gerald Everett, that 99-yard interception was a throw to him. It was another target for him. Red zone target, if yeah. They, yeah, if he's out this game, that's a huge loss for that offense, not just because he's a good playmaker, but because Kansas City struggles with guarding tight ends. Right, exactly. And we can really get into that in matchups because it's like we don't even know if it's going to be a matchup. But if Gerald Everett can't play, that's a hugely favorable matchup for the Chargers offense. And they're at a spot yeah. where, you know, 
Chargers aren't getting a lot of favorable matchups at this point because of how injured they have been so far. And I think, yeah, I mean, that will go a long way in deciding that score. And that's why it's always so tough to make up predictions, right, on Wednesday night as we're getting ready for this game because it's like we just don't know who's going to play. Gerald Everett, it was weird because he left the game last week, but he was sitting there on the sideline shaking his head. like He was like almost begging, it looked like, to come back into the game, and they didn't let him. So you wonder, okay, well, is it something where it's like, hey, something kind of flared up, and then you're just like, ah, no, actually, I feel better, and they just were like, hey, we're not going to push it. We have a big game against Kansas City Chiefs coming up next week, and you're going to have a great matchup. We don't know. And they, as of right now, he was a, a limited participant. If he can go, that'll be huge. If the Chargers have Gerald Everett and Mike Williams and Austin Eckler, that'll be something they haven't had in a month, right? And their offense has definitely been hurt because of it. And this is a game where I think they're going to have to keep up in some sense depending on how this game actually plays out but Chris I know that David made you give the first (laughs) prediction last time so I I guess I'll go first on this one as we talk about you know let's talk about why this game is important though because I think first of all this game is more important than even most divisional games considering the stakes of what's available because for the Chargers it's hey if you really want a chance at this division at all, you have to win. It's a must-win for your divisional Absol- hopes. This absolutely, season. 100%. yeah. Because they go to, they go down three games if they lose. Sorry, that's all. I want oh to no, say. that's exactly it. No, that's it. That goes right to the point. Like it, it just it were it's worth double. And the other thing is, is mm-hmm. the Chiefs already got one. Right. Theoretically speaking, if the Chargers win this game, the Chiefs and the Chargers could end up with an identical divisional record if the Chargers and Chiefs both take care of the Broncos and Raiders. Right. So. It's huge in that reason. Yeah. God, that's been so bad. (laughs) But for the Chiefs, it's even more than that, right? Because Buffalo slipped up, right? That's a huge loss for the Chiefs. So for this game, I mean, both teams have huge stakes, even more than what we're normally seeing at this time of the year between these two teams. No, they absolutely do. And I think that's another thing that actually worries me a little bit bit about this game is that this is such a huge game for Kansas City when it comes to being able to – compete in the division, compete in the AFC, right now they're in the driver's seat. If they went out to the number one seat, there's no way Buffalo can catch them. But, and and I want to be careful how I say this, because I'm not going to say that they should win out. But if you look at the remaining schedule, they have maybe two games that you really question whether or not they should win. This is one of them this week. The next one is, is against the Bengals in a couple of weeks. And once you get past those two games, the rest of them should be games that the Chiefs should be favored and favored heavily. And as long as they don't slip up in that regard, they should be the number one seed. But yeah, they have to get past the Chargers. In the Chargers, you know, <laughs> we'll see which Chargers team shows up, right? Because this is a Chargers team that's kept it close in almost every game. But one of the troubling trends for the Chargers is the second half stalling of the offense. Last week, they got shut out in the second half. And that's how they've gotten blown out in both games. With the Seahawks, they got blown out. Yeah, and the Jaguars, they got blown out in that game as well. Both of those games, the Chargers offense completely stalled in the second half. And the defense, which had kind of, you know, been holding everything together with glue and duct tape, fell apart. And and, then the Chargers offense wasn't able to respond. The Chargers are going to have to take some punches in this game and be able to respond to it. And for the Chargers, like I've said before to the Lockdown Chargers fans, I think they need this game or the Titans game, or the Dolphins game, to make the playoffs as a wild card team, right? Just talking about overall record, getting to 10 wins. This is the only way the Chargers win the division is by winning this game. Do I think they're going to do it? No, I do not. (laughs) So let's get into our final game predictions here because it is Wednesday. And, like, the thing is, is 
I don't know how I would feel. If I knew Trey Pipkins, a guy we haven't talked about so far, the Chargers starting right tackle was going to play, I'd feel a lot better about this. If you told me right now that Gerald Everett, Mike Williams, and Keenan Allen were not only going to play, but they were going to look like their old selves and were going to be as close to fully healthy as we've seen them in a long time, I could potentially pick the Chargers to win because it is one of those things where these matchups have always come down to close games and one team ends up making a play at the end of the game. In the first matchup, it's the Chiefs taking a 100-yard pick six back. Yeah, I mean, Slater's out this game. I mean, yep. obviously, he's on the reserve. Uh, is your center back? And I'm sorry, I should have. Oh, yeah, Corey Lindsley is back. So, I mean, that they're, okay. they're middle so that'll three help. dudes. Yeah. <laughs> when you're going up against Chris Jones, yes. Well, and if, yeah. you go, if you look back, Chris, what happened in that first matchup, right? Corey Lindsley got hurt in oh, that first half. Yeah, no, and, and that changed everything in the second half. No, I absolutely agree with that. And I, like I said, I apologize. I should have seen whether or not he was back. I couldn't remember if he was. That will help them. But you're still missing your starting left tackle. You're still missing your top two wide receivers. Potentially, you're you're missing your maybe your starting uh your starting tight end. Probably Bosa's your top out. two tight ends, yeah, and your starting right tackle yeah. potentially. Yeah, and Bosa's out. I mean, your your defense is hurting, and you just lost another guy this week uh, in the young defensive tackle. And I'm sorry, I don't remember. They lost name. two more defensive tackles last week. Tito Abonia, their rookie fifth round pick, yep, and also Abonia. Christian Covington. That's four defensive tackles for those counting at home, Chris. Over the last two weeks, one of them was Jerry yeah. Tillery, who they released. I was going to say, and they released him. Four the defensive tried tackles. tried to put in a claim. Yeah, I know, of course. How did Kansas City and the Raiders not know better than that? I mean, pre-draft priors are a real, very, very real thing. But the thing is, the Chiefs, though, are a team that's like maybe they can handle a little bit of, you know, disruption or, you know, trying to get the most out well, of guys. And they've been able to do that in the past. Okay. Let's be fair on that, though. What was Kadarius Tony in New York? A problem, a headache. Yeah, and, and look at everything. And, and I know I'm, I know I'm diving into the details a lot, and I apologize no, okay. probably to your your Chargers fans. But watching him play the first game was an eye opener for me because I did not expect to see a guy that was going to be working his butt off out there, blocking, sprinting to people to try to help them up, really getting in and trying to help his teammates and do whatever he could to be better. And that is what impressed me about Kadarius Tony. I'm not saying yep. it's going to work out long term, but if he has that attitude, that says a lot compared to what everything we heard about in New York. So yep. that's why I, I, it doesn't surprise me they put they would put in a claim for a guy like Tillery. Well, and I mean, I feel like the Chiefs have had a bunch of you know midseason additions over the last few mm-hmm. years, one way or another, and it's usually them either picking up a guy who you know got released for whatever reason and trying to rehabilitate themselves and put themselves in a better light and hopefully get a new contract after their time is done with the Chiefs, right? The Chiefs are a great place for that. For the Chargers, they seem to not be willing to take chances on any of those guys. It's kind of, you know, seemingly a franchise philosophy, which is dumb. Take chances, go get guys that could potentially help, and if they don't help, they're usually done at the end of the year, and you move on and you find somebody else. The Chargers have been, you know, kind of skimming off of practice squads, you know, skimming off of, you know, rookie free agents and things like that as far as trying to replace some of these guys that are missing time significant contributors for them and that's part of the reason i don't know if the chargers will be able to keep up in this game i'll go first with my score prediction here i think the chargers keep it close for some of the game but i think this one gets away from them a little bit i know these games have been really close but given the uncertainty given the potential i mean chris right now if you told me that gerald everett mike williams right and keenan allen are not going to play i probably pick the chiefs to win by 14 i I don't know but like I think that's how much of a difference and how much is up in the air going into this matchup. The way it's here right now, I don't think the Chargers have enough firepower on offense or defense to 
to win this game, frankly. Uh, I mean, I just, I don't have faith in it. I mean, I, if they would have won last week against the, the 49ers and showed me, hey, even banged up, we can beat a good team on any given week. Maybe I feel a little bit differently about it. But I think they're just a little too short in the health department right now where I think they're going to give some teams some tough games. And I think that overall talent and the overall health at the end of these games is going to end up separating them from their opponents. So for this one, I have the Chargers going down 24 to 33 to the Chiefs on Sunday Night Football, just a game where I just don't know if they can keep up. You know, this game is going to be fascinating to me because there's so many variables that we just can't even begin to have any idea about right now. Is Mike Williams going to play? Is Keenan Allen going to play? Is Jared Lover going to play? Is your right tackle going to play? I mean, all those guys are going to make huge, a huge deal into how the score ends up. And then you look at the Chiefs, and Juju's most likely out. Uh, you That's huge to me. That, that's huge to oh, me because I think he's, he's the chain huge. mover, at least from what I was watching. He's the guy he that was. seems like he's built that trust up with Patrick Mahomes that can get them those third down conversions to kind of keep things moving. No, it's it's a huge loss. If he's not able to play, that is a huge loss for Kansas City. And the key fear for me is with Bosa out, it's going to help the tackles, which they've struggled at times. So that could help Kansas City. But then you're also looking at MBS, who has had trouble with drops this year, like he has his entire career. And you're dealing with a wide receiver that, you know, Mahomes trusts to an extent, but doesn't seem to trust all the way in the MBS as well. Right. So that's going to be a problem. And if if Derwin James somewhat shuts Travis Kelsey down, where are you going to move the ball? Where are you going to throw the ball? Who are you going to throw it to? Sky Moore hasn't been really involved in the office. Kadarius Tony is new. Can you use him? Yes. But is that really going to move the chains? Watson had a fantastic touchdown catch against the Chargers. <laughs> uh, but... Uh. Other than that, I mean, you know, you're you're sitting here in a situation where pass catchers could really be a problem for Kansas City. Um, and, and the right tackle was hurt. Andrew Wiley got hurt last game. It looks like he's probably going to play this game. I think that's going that could help. Uh, I really wonder if Kansas City is going to be looking at trying to run the ball. With all yeah. your injuries around the defensive line, it would make a lot of sense for Kansas City to try to rack up 200 rushing yards. And I know that seems insane for a Chiefs <laughs> team to do. But with all the wide receiver injuries – Maybe you're going to have to go two and three tight ends for most of this game, and maybe that's the way you beat this team. Maybe that maybe it's a lower-scoring game than you normally would expect. Maybe sure. it's 27-17 or 27-20, you know, Kansas City. I still think Kansas City wins Yeah. Uh, because the one thing that Kansas City has going in its favor in this game more specifically than they have last week was they're going to be up. They're going to be ready for this game. They will be sure. focused for this game. Against the Colts, they lost that focus, and they but they will not overlook the Chargers. They know better than that, and the Chargers are a good team. Yeah, and I mean, they had a little close call against the Titans as well, right? So maybe that kind of recalibrates yep. things for the Chiefs. And I mean, you don't have to get much up for divisional rivals. It's a little different when you're playing teams outside of the division. Teams don't like each other inside this I, division. I don't know. They may have to give something up for the Raiders and the Broncos later in the season. I, that's, you know what? It might be a little bit more difficult. You're right. I mean, for these two teams who are both still in it, it's easy to get up for. I mean, it's a, you know, potentially like a, a two and 11 Raiders team you're going up against. Who knows? Right. And Josh McDaniels. Exactly. Great job, sir. But I mean, this one is going to be close. There's so much on the line. And like, let's be clear, the Chargers can win this game. Right. I just don't have the faith that they can do it. They haven't shown me that they can show up on a consistent week to week basis. And first of all, they haven't shown me they can beat good teams. And I'm in a prove it mode for myself. Like, You've beat the Raiders, you've beat the Broncos, you've beat the Browns, you've beat the Falcons, right? Tell me which one of those is the good team. You beat the Texans. 
That's the only team. This would easily be the biggest win for the Chargers. This would be a statement win for the Chargers, given the missing guys that they have right now. And it's going to be an all-time matchup on Sunday Night Football, I think. Do you want to guarantee how the Chargers lose? I'll tell you how. Oh, God, tell me. Go up 10 points on the Chiefs. You go up more than 10 points on the Chiefs. Go up 10 points or more on the Chiefs, and Patrick Mahomes will find a way to come back and win. It's just it's what he does. It's sickening. Honestly, it makes me it's sick. Done it, I it think three times sick. this year. It's it's ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, it's it's been like that. I feel like, like his record, you know, in games he's down double digits is like 90% winning percentage or something insane right. like that. It doesn't make any sense. You just have to hope that you can get the ball left, ball back and kick a game-winning field goal with time expiring. You can't leave 13 seconds left on the clock. You have to get the ball back in a tie game, right, down by two, something like that, and kick the game-winning field goal as time expires. Maybe Dicker the kicker can come up with some more dicker magic for this one. But that's going to wrap things up for the Locked On Chiefs and Locked On Chargers crossover Thursday episode. Especially thank you to Chris for coming on the show today. I mean, I know we always have fun talking about these two teams. And thank God these are the two teams that we have inside this division. So make sure you guys are subscribing and following the Locked On Chiefs and Locked On Chargers podcast wherever you're getting your podcast from. And you can find us every day if you're subscribing to our YouTube channel. So make sure you guys hit the subscribe button there. And thank you guys for following us and checking out today's show as well. We have a huge weekend coming up. Thank you guys so much for making us your first listen. If you need a second listen, make sure to check out Locked On Sports Today podcast. Catch up on the biggest stories of the day in sports all over the place. It's like Sports Center and what it used to be, right? With Locked On Sports Today, you can get instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. So make sure you guys are checking that out wherever you get your podcast from. And make sure you guys are checking out the post game shows for Locked On Cheese and Locked On Chargers after this Sunday night show. I hope I'm not recording another sad 10:30 p.m. Pacific time show after this one but it should be a great matchup make sure you're checking out locked on chiefs and locked on charges afterwards until then guys take it easy we'll see you later